0: Section three of Lightfoot the Deer by Thornton W. Burgess. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jude Summers. Section three. The Merry Little Breezes Help Lightfoot. Wit Against Wit. And Lightfoot Becomes Uncertain. Chapter seven. The Merry Little Breezes Help Lightfoot. Could you have seen the Hunter with the Terrible Gun? and Lightfoot the deer, that morning on which the hunting season opened, you might have thought that Lightfoot was hunting the hunter, instead of the hunter hunting Lightfoot. You see, Lightfoot was behind the hunter, instead of in front of him. He was following the hunter, so as to keep track of him. As long as he knew just where the hunter was, he felt reasonably safe. The Merry Little Breezes are Lightfoot's best friends. They always bring to him all the different scents they find as they wander through the green forest. And Lightfoot's delicate nose is so wonderful that he can take these scents, even though they may be very faint, and tell just who or what has made them. So, though he makes the best possible use of his big ears and his beautiful eyes, he trusts more to his nose to warn him of danger. For this reason, during the hunting season, when he moves about, "'he moves in the direction from which the merry little breezes may be blowing. "'He knows that they will bring to him warning of any danger which may lie in that direction. "'Now the hunter with the terrible gun who was looking for Lightfoot knew all this, "'for he was wise in the ways of Lightfoot and of the other little people of the green forest.' When he had entered the green forest that morning, he had first of all made sure of the direction from which the merry little breezes were coming. Then he had begun to hunt in that direction, knowing that thus his scent would be carried behind him. It is more than likely that he would have reached the hiding place of Lightfoot the deer before the latter would have known that he was in the green forest, had it not been for Sammy Jay's warning." When he reached the tangle of fallen trees behind which Lightfoot had been hiding, he worked around it slowly and with the greatest care, holding his terrible gun ready to use instantly should Lightfoot leap out. Presently he found Lightfoot's footprints in the soft ground, and studying them he knew that Lightfoot had known of his coming. "'It was that confounded Jay,' muttered the hunter. Lightfoot heard him and knew what it meant. I know what he has done. He has circled around so as to get behind me and get my scent. It is a clever trick, a very clever trick, but two can play at that game. I'll just try that little trick myself. So the hunter, in his turn, made a wide circle back, and presently there was none of the dreaded man-smell among the scents which the merry little breezes brought to Lightfoot. Lightfoot had lost track of the hunter. Chapter 8. Wit Against Wit It was a dreadful game the hunter with the terrible gun and Lightfoot the deer were playing in the green forest. It was a matching of wit against wit, the hunter seeking to take Lightfoot's life and Lightfoot seeking to save it. The experience of other years had taught Lightfoot much of the ways of hunters, and not one of the things he had learned about them was forgotten. But the hunter in his turn knew much about the ways of deer. So it was that each was trying his best to outguess the other. When the hunter found the hiding place Lightfoot had left at the warning of Sammy Jay, he followed Lightfoot's tracks for a short distance. It was slow work, and only one whose eyes had been trained to notice little things could have done it. You see, there was no snow, and only now and then, when he had stepped on a bit of soft ground, had Lightfoot left a footprint. But there were other signs which the hunter knew how to read. A freshly upturned leaf here, and here a bit of moss lightly crushed. These things told the hunter which way Lightfoot had gone. Slowly patiently watchfully the hunter followed after a while he stopped with a satisfied grin I thought as much he muttered he heard that pesky jay and circled around so as to get my scent I'll just cut across to my old trail and unless I am greatly mistaken I'll find his tracks there so swiftly but silently the hunter cut across to his old trail and in a few moments he had found just what he had expected, one of Lightfoot's footprints. Once more he grinned. "'Well, old fellow, I've outguessed you this time,' said he to himself. "'I am behind you, and the wind is from you to me, so that you cannot get my scent. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if you're back right where you started from, behind that old windfall.' He at once began to move forward silently and cautiously, with eyes and ears alert, and his terrible gun ready for instant use. Now, when Lightfoot, following behind the hunter, had lost the scent of the ladder, he guessed right away that the latter had found his tracks and had started to follow them. Lightfoot stood still and listened with all his might for some little sound to tell him where the hunter was but there was no sound, and after a little Lightfoot began to move on. He didn't dare remain still, lest the hunter should creep up within shooting distance. There was only one direction in which it was safe for Lightfoot to move, and that was the direction from which the merry little breezes were blowing. So long as they brought him none of the dreaded man's smell, he knew that he was safe. The hunter might be behind him, probably he was, But ahead of him, so long as the merry little breezes were blowing in his face and brought no man-smell, was safety. Chapter 9. Lightfoot Becomes Uncertain Lightfoot the deer travelled on through the green forest, straight ahead in the direction from which the merry little breezes were blowing. Every few steps, he would raise his delicate nose and test all the scents that the merry little breezes were bringing. So long as he kept the merry little breezes blowing in his face, he could be sure whether or not there was danger ahead of him. Lightfoot uses his nose very much as you and I use our eyes. It tells him the things he wants to know. He knew that Reddy Fox had been along ahead of him, although he didn't get so much as a glimpse of Reddy's red coat. Once he caught just the faintest of scents which caused him to stop abruptly, and test the air more carefully than ever. It was the scent of Buster Bear. But it was so very faint that Lightfoot knew Buster was not near, so he went ahead again, but even more carefully than before. After a little he couldn't smell Buster at all, so he knew then that Buster had merely passed that way when he was going to some other part of the green forest. Lightfoot knew that he had nothing to fear in that direction, so long as the Merry Little Breezes brought him none of the dreaded man scent, and he knew that he could trust the Merry Little Breezes to bring him that scent if there should be a man anywhere in front of him. You know, the Merry Little Breezes are Lightfoot's best friends. But Lightfoot didn't want to keep going in that direction all day. It would take him far away from that part of the green forest with which he was familiar, and which he called home. It might in time take him out of the green forest, and that wouldn't do at all. So after a while, Lightfoot became uncertain. He didn't know just what to do. You see, he couldn't tell whether or not that hunter, with the terrible gun, was still following him. Every once in a while he would stop in a thicket of young trees, or behind a tangle of fallen trees uprooted by the wind. There he would stand, facing the direction from which he had come, and watch and listen for some sign that the hunter was still following. But after a few minutes of this he would grow uneasy, and then bound away in the direction from which the merry little breezes were blowing, so as to be sure of not running into danger. If only I could know if that hunter is still following. I would know better what to do, thought Lightfoot. I've got to find out. End of Section 3